You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Welcome to Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant, and today I wanted to bring you a special episode that is for the hearts of the children. You know, last week as I interviewed Kenyon Robson on the the experiences that children have when there's a death of a parent or the experiences that I shared in having motherhood interrupted by a divorce, I wanted to talk this morning about what we can do to uplift and to edify and to encourage our children as they are going through challenges that are over their heads and beyond their cope of understanding. Today, I want to talk about the power of a lullaby and bring to you a few lullabies in this episode, whether you are a little child listening or you have a child within you, the beauty and the joy of Joy Coaching America in sessions, in giving sessions, has been my love and my passion to nurture the child within and to edify and to bless. Every single one of us has a little child within us that didn't always get the amount of nurturing or the all the attention that we wanted or, or thought that we even realized that we needed as little children. And I want to pay tribute to my mother who would make the rounds every night and tuck in each one of her children, giving them one-on-one time. You know, when I came home from school in the afternoons, uh, my mother would be up in the bonus room and I could hear her music playing and I could hear her the sewing machine running and she would call out, there's bread and jam, homemade bread and jam on the kitchen counter. And we'd eat our bread and jam and say, hi, mom. And rarely did we see her. We would just run out to play. And then in the evenings was our special time. In the evenings when after dinner, our mother would make the rounds to each one of our bedsides and give us the nurturing that we needed. And she nurtured our spirit. She nurtured our hearts. She edified us. She spoke words of affirmation. And I think about the ways, the love languages that my mother spoke in when I was just a little girl. She seemed to understand what each one of her daughters, and eventually she had uh, a son, her fifth child was a little boy, uh, Josh, who's now a grown, beautiful, amazing man. But each one of us received that nighttime nurturing. I've created a program called the Lullaby Connection, which is for nighttime nurturing. And it is for putting in that music with that Christ-centered theme, whether whatever religion, it doesn't matter. It is interdenominational. And, and our children stand in need more now than ever before of comforters and of being comforted as they, as our youth face cyberbullying and and oh, there's just so many things going on out there. But even our little ones are are being pestered and bullied at schools and and coming home with emotional clearing that needs to be done. And there's stress in the homes and stress between the parents. And all of this can affect 
the lives of our children. As I studied and did research about the power of a lullaby, and that is what I'd like to share with you today, that having edifying music in your home is so wonderful. And our, our children have so much access to all the media, you know, hopefully it's being monitored, but they have access to all kinds of music, to all kinds of information that's not fit for a child. And what we're, we're contributing to robbing them of this precious innocence and childhood when we let them just have access to everything and anything. And so we know, we all understand, and we all agree that there is an issue with that and that children are getting addicted to the media earlier and earlier in their ages. As I did research, I discovered that the last 40 minutes before a child goes to bed, before we go to sleep, that our whatever we have put into our brains for 40 minutes before going to sleep is what our brains and our minds are going to recycle through the night. So if we are letting our children have iPads and iPods under the covers and just letting them have a heyday with whatever's out there, that this is going to affect them as they sleep. I know my grandchildren were talking about uh, a game that they love and they were talking about how, you know, killing and all of this stuff. And I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, I tried to get them the lullabies as soon as possible, but it's amazing how children are growing up and they know more, they're aware of more, they're more privy and they're more adult than ever before. Children's childhoods are being cut short. And I think a large percentage of that is due to the media. Dr. Christy Kane says that that uh, by age 13, that children are now in their teenage years, but they are susceptible to this cyber addiction and that this is causing much pain. I remember a few years ago, just at this Pleasant Grove High School at, or junior high, that there was a plague of sext messaging going on. And uh, a teacher at the Pleasant Grove Junior High asked her classes, each one of her classes throughout the day to fill out a anonymous three by five card of something that they believe each child, each youth wrote worth to write, something that they believe that their parents that they wished that their parents would understand about being a teenager in today's world. And the teacher was alarmed that so many of these children, age 13, were, were talking about how they had taken pictures of themselves, a lot of them with nudity, and had texted it to a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And then when they broke up, that these pictures were running rampant around the school and being texted out and that these children were being humiliated and and realizing that this was just not what their parents would want them to be doing what they wanted to have happening and and so uh, my late nephew Colin Karchner went on a crusade to help parents and children and youth understand what is happening and to save the children, to bond parents to children more than ever before. And it was during 
when I'm a songwriter, I write songs and it was during 9-11 when I woke up a month after 9-11 and just felt so impressed. Who, who would be lullabying these children whose parents had died? Who would be caring for them? And I'd like to play for you a song now called Who Will Lullaby the Children? And we'll be right back after the station break and this song. Thank you. This is Carolyn Grant, Joy Coaching America. So many little children go to sleep without a song. No one to cradle them, no hand to hold on. So many dear children in this world left alone wondering where mommy went will daddy come home please bless our children teach them to say the prayers angel mother Angel Father, watch them sleeping unaware. Who can they turn their hearts to, their hearts implore? Who will lullaby our children, who will cradle one more? Will you lullaby our children? Sing them this song Please reach for our children A star to hold on Will you teach our children How to kneel, how to pray Will you lullaby our children Send our love right away Many lost children cry alone in the night Angels winging now in heaven Pure love taking flight So many little children around this world left alone Needing just one lullaby to carry them home Will you lullaby our children, cradle them with your love? Our voices raise, heroes pray, our work undone. Send this song, move along, we wish on that star that you'll reach our children wherever they are. Lullaby our mothers, our fathers too. Angels winging in heaven now, we're missing you. Missing you, wishing you a brighter star. 
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America. Today we're talking about those children that have their experience with their mothers and fathers cut short. It can happen either way, through divorce, through death. And this is a continuation from our last week's interview. But today I'd like to introduce a song that I wrote to you during my divorce. It's called A Mother's Prayer, A Single Mother's Prayer. We'll be right back. baby in the treetop when the wind starts blowing when the cradle starts to rock when the bow starts breaking where shall we fall who will come save us cradle us all Life isn't fair, promises get broken when the arm of flesh turns to dust. The wind starts to blow, and your cradle starts to rock, and when the bow starts breaking, in whom shall I trust? Can I turn when my heart is yearning? Where should I go when hope dwindles within? Who can assure me the tides will soon be turning? Is there a safe harbor where on earth can I go? Is there one, only one, who descended beneath this? One, only one, whose love rose up above. One, only one, who ascended to meet us, to carry our burdens with his heart turns cold and betrays you should you take one more step when you're lost too afraid to when your heart is bleeding the world defeating you little one still needing you have been taken Dark forces rise, rise up against us. The powers of darkness stand strong in our way. Fierce opposition. 
question so boldly confronting me who do I know that can tonight into day is there one only one who will rise up defend us one only one who descended beneath and deception torn from my side confused by their questions where on earth could I hide you I prayed heaven's protection for angels to come now come cradle you if fierce wind shall the heavens gather darkness, the elements hedge up my way. If the jaws of hell shall give wide to swallow me, please send me thy son to come cradle me. Outrage the language charged with guilt when innocent his heart wept in deep anguish. I pray that he'll come, comfort, defend us. We are his children, he'll grill us again. Oh God. Where art thou? And where is the pavilion that covereth thy hiding place? How long shall thy hand be stayed and thine eye? Yea, thy pure eye behold from the eternal heavens the wrongs of thy people and of thy servants, and thine ear be penetrated with their cries. Yea, O Lord, how long shall they suffer these wrongs and unlawful oppressions before thine heart be softened toward them? and thy bowels of compassion move toward them. Remember thy suffering saints, O our God, and thy servants will rejoice in thy name forever. Love Korea. 
My child, peace be unto thy soul. Thine adversity and thine affliction shall be but a small moment, and then if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. Thou shalt triumph over all thy foes, and they who do charge thee with transgression, their hope shall be blasted. And if thou shouldst be cast into the pit, and the sentence of death passed upon thee, if thou shouldst be cast into the deep, if the billowing surge conspire against thee, if fierce winds become thine enemy, if the heavens gather blackness, and all the elements combine to hedge up thy way, and above all, if the very jaws of hell shall gape open the mouth wide after thee, know thou, my child, that all these things shall give thee experience, and shall be for thy good. The Son of Man hath descended below them all. Art thou greater than he? Therefore, hold on thy way, and the priesthood shall remain with thee, for their bounds are set, they cannot pass. Thy days are known, and thy years shall not be numbered less. Therefore, fear not what man can do, for God shall be with you forever and ever. Cradles his children with his infinite love. There is one, only one, who descended far beneath this. One, only one, whose love rose far above. There is one, only one, who ascended. To meet us, he bears the weight of our grief with such infinite love. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America. This is Carolyn Grant, and today I am sharing with you a very tender subject, which I think is so appropriate for our world, the world in which we live, and the plight of of divorce and how it affects everyone in the family. When parents get divorced, it doesn't just affect adult children, it affects little children as well. And in the last segment, I shared a song that I had written as I myself went through a court battle and had little children involved at the time of my divorce. I think it's so important that parents work together to create emotional stability for their little ones, that where and when it is possible that parents continue to celebrate the good in the other parent, that they speak highly of the other parent, that they do not use visitation time as a time to put down or discourage children from loving either or parent. 
it is so important and so vital that we work through these challenges, the challenge of divorce in the 21st century in a spirit of love and camaraderie, which maybe, which is often very, very difficult because there's hurt feelings. And I understand that. I myself have been through divorce. My parents were divorced when I was 28. And I also experienced divorces when my children were little. And so today I'm just sharing with you the value and the importance of working together as a team, a husband and wife who may have chosen divorce as your path to recreate a happy childhood for your children. It is important that we work together to share our values, the values that we would hold dear for our children, that we hold those values in in high esteem when there's visitation involved, when children are coming back and forth, that children see mirrored and reflected in their parents' value systems, uh, similar values and and similar, uh, you know, just the way that we work through consequences and just different things. It's so hard on a child when they are experiencing different modalities of parenting. One of the things I love about uh, the life platform is that there's so many wonderful audios on parenting and in a Christ-centered, faith-based way, non-denominational, but very faith-based, and how important it is that we educate ourselves, that we that we edify ourselves, that we build up one another in the face of divorce to our children. It was uh, during my experience going through divorce where I did not have any experience in the, in the divorce from my children's father. I did not understand what a primary custodial parent was. I had been the stay-at-home mom for 13 years, so I did not know uh, the importance of getting my own attorney. I relied on my former spouse to get an attorney who who said that he would represent both of us, but that did not go over so well. And, and when they presented that my former husband would be the primary custodial parent, I, I just went along with that because I didn't know what it meant. And since then, I've learned so much. It's so important that you, that you learn, that you be educated, because I ended up with only 14 hours a week with my children. And some weeks, it wasn't even that much. It was every other weekend and every Wednesday night. And I'd been the primary caregiver in the home. I'd been a stay-at-home mom. I did not understand what it meant to be the primary custodial parent. I thought that meant what the attorney told me, that if the children are at their father's house and they fall in the irrigation ditch, that he is the primary custodial parent on duty and that he is responsible for their well-being and welfare. And I didn't understand that. I mean, I understood that that, that should be, but I did not know that in signing away those rights, that I lost many rights as a mother, which served to cause me and my children great grief. Now, as I worked through that grief, I went about speaking and singing 
And one of the songs that I wrote has the same exact tune as the song, Who Will Lullaby Our Children? And it's the song that started this, this episode out. And I wrote this song first, and this is called Little Child. It's a canicle between a child and a parent or the wisdom within to continue turning to God, to continue relying on your faith, to teach your children faith-based principles that they can be strong and stalwart during times of adversity, that when they are without you, they will be missing you when they are without the other parent. Hopefully, they will they will miss them too. Hopefully, there's a good enough rapport and a good enough relationship that our children need both father and mother to continue nurturing their well-being. And so I will now lead you into the next song, Little Child, and send you love. As you listen to this song, you can visualize uh, your own inner child and your own adult self working together to continue returning to the Lord, returning to faith-based principles, continuing to be the little child within. For such is the kingdom of heaven. This is Karen Lynn Grant, Joy Coaching America. Little child, meek and mild, tender and true. Shining eyes, laughing smile, just look at you. Come out from hide and seek, let's play peek-a-boo. Little child, meek and mild, to thine own self be true.
Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. We're back with Joy Coaching America, Joy Coaching Children, who will lullaby our children? When we go through the loss of a parent, as Kenyon Robson shared so beautifully last week in the loss of her mother when she was only four years old, and today we're going to be sharing how the plight of those mothers who have their joy interrupted, the motherhood experience interrupted with an unexpected divorce. In my practice with joy coaching mothers, joy coaching fathers, and joy coaching children, I've had some beautiful experiences in doing emotional release work for mothers and children. And it was very interesting. I'd like to share the story of a woman who came to get massages after her divorce. Her psychologist recommended that she needed pure, unadulterated, just non just non-threatening touch after her experience with divorce. And so I was called in to be her licensed massage therapist. And that was a wonderful experience to be able to give this woman her sessions. She was a single mother of a little boy who was eight years old. And each week that she came in to have her massage therapy sessions, her little boy, who I will call Ryan, would sit by and he would color pictures and he would sit by and and we didn't, the, the sessions were all for the mother, who I will call Susan. And one day, little Ryan came up to me as Susan and he were preparing to leave and he said, will you massage my hands? And so I began to, from that point on, to give little Ryan, age eight, experiences with just pure touch for his hands and his feet. And I also gave him some of the lullabies to take home. And on on the CDs, he would, his mother would put the CD player 
out in the hallway so that they could both hear the lullabies as they drifted off to sleep. He was in his room and she was in her room and the CD player was in the middle of the hall floor and the music would float into little Ryan's bedroom. And one night, uh, Susan went in. She thought Ryan was asleep. So she went in and turned off the music and Ryan opened one eye and said, hey, didn't you know that was comforting me? Ryan began to love the experience with nighttime nurturing with his mother. This began to be a nighttime ritual for them. And uh, Susan got essential oils and began to do as I had just kind of guided her to do to, to bring essential oils, aromatherapy into the bedroom and to diffuse those oils. And there was a blend that I had created called Magic Kisses. And Ryan loved the blend Magic Kisses. And so night after night, Susan would just let Ryan breathe in the oil as she would then turn on the CD player and let the lullabies continue to play for him and the little stories because there's eight lullaby CDs and it there's a story which is a guided visualization for children to let their imaginations create the pictures in their mind and then a lullaby and then another story and another lullaby and so on and so forth. And so Ryan had become very accustomed to these CDs. He loved them. And uh, one night, Susan had was exhausted after a long day of work. And for any of you who are single parenting out there, you know how that feels, that you just don't have the energy sometimes to do all the emotional nurturing that you would like to do for your children when you've had a long day at work. And so she put Ryan to bed and went out to finish some of her chores. And when she came to bed later that night, the little bottle of magic kisses was sitting on her pillow beside a little note that Ryan had inscribed that said, Mom, you forgot my magic kisses tonight. You know, as I think of my own children, I had written lullabies. I had loved being, I loved being a mother. And I remember the day I was sitting on the couch with my 10-year-old who always would scramble to my right side and tell the other three, mom's right side is her best side. And then the other three, age five, three, and two would start to cry. And everybody would try to scramble to my right side. And I remember it was one such day that I just looked up to the heavens and said, my mother made made motherhood look so much easier. And it's it's not as easy as it seemed when I was watching her do it. The thought came to me as I uttered that prayer. The thought came, when you start writing your children the lullabies, motherhood will be sweet to you. I wrote my first three lullabies that day and began to tuck my children in with lullabies and a guitar and singing to them, tucking them in. And this became a nighttime ritual for my little ones. And we loved it. This was something beautiful. But when divorce happened, of course, children go back and forth. And so the nights that my children were not with me and that when they were at their dad's house, 
how would I get the lullabies to them? And so I put all the lullabies onto the eight CDs along with the, all the children's stories, guided visualizations that I'd written for them. And there began, there became eight CDs, one called Once Upon Divine, one The Smile Maker, a CD called The Prince of Peace, another one called the kingdom within another CD called the calm psalm and one called angel dreams and so on and so forth. And it was, I, I created these and put them on CDs and had the most amazing experience with an amazing friend who came to me after having met me uh, shortly, two weeks after he said, I love the Heater's touch CD. I love what you have created, it's helped me through the suicide of my wife. What can I do for you? And so this man, having only known me for two weeks, donated all the money to have a thousand each of each of those eight titles produced uh, so that now there would be 8,000 CDs to bless women and children and husbands, single parents, parents that were married, but just a beautiful nighttime nurturing technique. Later on, after after my divorce, I became a massage therapist and added essential oils to the mix so that as you use all five senses through the sense of smell, through the aromatherapy, and children love citruses. So that began to be primarily the oils that I would use would be the citrus oils for children. But of course, Roman chamomile and lavender are beautiful nighttime nurturing oils because they slow down the central nervous system, the CNS, and help children to relax. It helps lavender and Roman chamomile help us all to relax. So later, all of this began to be a nighttime nurturing protocol called the Lullaby Connection. And I began to teach this across the nation to women throughout the 50 states to begin to tuck their children in, to send nighttime nurturing the way that my mother had done for me when I was just a little girl. When I was a little girl, I remember that when I was sad, my mother would say, where does it hurt? And I would point to my owie, whether that was on my finger or my knee. And she would say, oh, you need a magic kiss. And so she would kiss her finger and put that finger on or near the wound. And she said by the age of five that I would say to her, I would quickly quit crying. And she would say, how do you do that? How do you stop crying so fast? And I, she reported that I said to her one day, don't you know, mom, you've got magic kisses. And so after becoming a licensed massage therapist, one of the first songs that I wrote for the Healer's Touch CD, which is now on the Lullaby Connection, is the song Magic Kisses. And I'd like to dedicate that song to my mother today for all those magic kisses that she gave to me in childhood. She is now going to be 92, and I haven't seen her for a year and a half because she's been very quarantined during COVID but I will make sure that she gets this when it's a podcast link so that I can share the love of my mother and how it blessed my life and helped me to become a nurturing mom and to want to create protocols for other mothers to become nurturing moms too. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America.